behind the scenes podcast for Macbeth. I'm Charlotte Mellon, I'm the founder of Almost Tangible and producer of Macbeth, and I have asked a whole bunch of cast and crew of Macbeth to come and join me here. Uh, and I want to say in the studio, but actually it's my house. So we're on location to talk about the making of Macbeth. And so we fired up the binaural microphone, and with any luck, you should feel like you're sitting amongst us, right in the middle. So first off, let's do a round of introductions so uh, so you know who's in the room and where they are. So say your name and the role you played in Macbeth. Uh, hello, my name is Tom Vanson and I played Banquo. Hey! <laughs> hello, I'm Ellie Lone and I played Lady Macbeth. Hey. Hey. Hello, I'm Sophia McLean and I played the second witch and Porter. Yay. Is it me? It's you, it's you, Bridget. I, I'm Bridget Forsyth, and I play third witch and some person in the town talking about art. Person in the town. Tracy Wands, Lady Macduff. Yay! Uh, my name's Sam Garrick, and I played Malcolm. Yes. Uh, Ross F. Sutherland, and I played Sergeant and Lennox. I'm Peter F. Gardiner. <laughs> I played Ross. Yay. Yay. I'm Carl Prednop and I directed it. Yay. Oh, and I played the dogs, yeah. Yay. I'm James Robinson and I played Macbeth. Yay. I'm Josh Manning and I played Macduff. Yeah. I'm Lucinda Mason Brown and I was one of the sound recordists and sound designers. Yay. Yay. <laughs> right, so we made Macbeth back in August 2018. We had the very great fortune to record at Glam's Castle. And we had this extraordinary week in which we were all thrown into each other's company. Thank God we're all nice people. <laughs> and, um, but it went by really quickly and it was just really busy and wonderful and extraordinary. So um, uh, if we didn't actually have the almost tangible proof we recorded something, it seems a bit of a whirlwind <laughs> dream. So uh, I thought for us and for people who've listened to Macbeth and are interested, I thought we'd get together, have a chat about what it was like, how we did what we did, what we remember, what we take away from it and so on. And also it was a great excuse for us to get together and go to the pub. <laughs> Not that we need much of an excuse for that. Um, so we recorded Macbeth with a cast and crew of 25, most of us travelling to Glam's from London or other parts of Scotland. And we threw ourselves in at the deep end, literally on the first evening. We had a read-through, and then we created the tavern scene. So, what went through your head on the first day? Josh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I guess it was a sense of, of trepidation. I guess I didn't really know what it was going to be like. It was rather enigmatic. <laughs> I didn't... I was texting Carl for weeks ahead of time, he was getting very irritated because I was like, what is this Macbeth thing that you've asked me to do? What is it? Okay, doing it? I don't know Josh is starting to turn up. <laughs> Just in glams on this day and I was like, okay, fine. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, I guess, to begin with, it was just um, overwhelming being in such a beautiful landscape, such a beautiful part of the world and <coughs> such to be returning home to Scotland, now being a, a native Scot that's lived in London for the last eight years, there was a real sense of sort of homecoming, so that was a lovely feeling. Yeah, it was, it was, I have to say, I did not know what to expect whatsoever, so I was, I was a little bit, 
I was a little nervous to begin with, really. Bridget, what did you think? Well, I was just awfully glad we made it there and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I had to meet her, but I flew from Manchester. Yeah. So my first meeting was Josh. Oh, yeah. He told me <laughs> Josh had to find me at uh, the house at the oh, yes, airport. That's right. And this man who looked like about seven foot six <laughs> was that's kind of just, you are, that was that's, Josh. Yeah, yeah, he was quite big. We sort of, and I thought, I think that must be Josh. And he came and then gradually all the others turned yeah. up. And it was, that, was, that was lovely. And then we all got on a bus. But I thought, this is nice, isn't it? And then we got to Glam's house, which was so beautiful. I just had a ball starting from then, really. I just... Yeah, one of the one of the things I remember vividly is just how quickly everyone merged together as a group. Yeah, yeah it was just it was heavenly. Everybody was just I couldn't get over that. Everybody, everybody was just terrific. Yeah, and that first evening, starting with the tavern scene, kind of it kind of set the mark for yeah. how we carried on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so weren't we doing the read through in? Like an arse. We went up the big circular stairs in the castle, and there was just this hearth, and it was, <laughs> you could have fit, you know, about three Joshes across the crackling, armor, antlers, swords, yeah. and it was like these massive couches, and that was where we did the, that was where we did the read through. Yeah. Yeah. Really so that kind of set the kind of tone for it. Swept it was, up in it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Immersion. And the thing is, we're all just discovering it together as well. I felt as a, as a group, we're all just yeah. completely and utterly finding our way together. And there was a few of us that knew each other before, but otherwise than that, it was just a whole new bunch of people, a whole rambunctious energy everywhere, and we're just chucking ourselves into it, gung ho. And it just, um, yeah, it was a, it was a, a whirlwind. So uh, and I remember meeting James and Ross at the. Um, the bike bit and we got an Uber together and we just shot off yeah. into the unknown yeah. all together like, oh right, what's what's going on? Yeah. Ross was absolutely cacking his pants. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? I didn't realise it was your first job until we went into it. Yeah. You were way more professional than that. <laughs> 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 I was, yes. <laughs> Why? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, obviously the week before was a bit mad and I had a lot of work to do to get the week off from my work and, I, and lines were, like, not going in and then, <laughs> and then Carl goes, why didn't you play the sergeant? I went, great, that's got, that's got to be smaller than the part that I've got. <laughs> I'll leave that to the last minute. And then looked at it and then went... Carl, I, I can't learn. But anyway, I met Sam and I met Jamie. And I got on the Uber. And I'm going, I don't really know where he's right. And then I went, what part are you playing? James went Macbeth. I went, I'll oh, shut up then. <laughs> Carl, on average, how many, how many calls did you have from panicked actors that were going? Less than I thought I was going to have. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Josh was funny. He was like, what is this? And I, I, I don't know much more than you, other than we're doing Macbeth and we're doing it in Scotland. That's not what yeah. you told me. You told me you had full control. You told me you would <laughs> yeah, 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 give up, give it up. But uh, no, I've just never been... Uh, <laughs> Ross... Ross sent me a message. We did the night walk. Can we have a chat? My 
Precious Clay for hell! But it was it was a brilliant monologue. Don't follow. It stood as two spent swimmers got to cling together and choke their heart. Carl had asked us to learn it, which for radio normally you wouldn't, but I think because of the physical aspect and the whole different feel that this piece had, you wanted us. So I think, because yeah. a lot of people listening to me going, learning, you know, it's radio, but that's... Well, yeah. it was, it, it, that, came, that came from Charlotte going, I'm, you know, have them off books so there's a freedom mm. mm-hmm. of uh, interacting between each other. And I was like this, absolutely no chance in <laughs> <laughs> anyone's going to learn it. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know about you, Charlotte, but I was amazed because yeah. people actually were off the book in general mm-hmm. or to the point where it's like you can have a script there should you need it and refer to it, but it just meant the whole thing was much more physical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we, were, we were living it. Like, yeah, you know, we were living it. Yeah. Like, yeah. In the middle of the uh, and all that kind of stuff. And it focused everybody as well, I think, because everybody was just thinking about the lines and kind of we were coming back and having a communal kind of chats and everybody was but there was still a little bit of tension there yeah yeah, yeah yeah so that kind of it really helped focus us i think mm-hmm. i remember seeing um our macbeth at the airport in fact i think we filmed it rather <laughs> yeah oh uh, you wait we were waiting in line and you were just in yourself being macbeth going over the lines Blind people, panic. Queuing <laughs> people queuing in front of behind you actually not giving a damn they were just like whatever Saw you doing it, and that's it. But you were like, it was yeah, full yeah. on. Yeah. It was great. That was, that was utter panic. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was very much the same. Like when we first met, we were like Macbeth. Yeah, they like, Macbeth. It's like, oh, just be brutally honest with me. Are you nervous? Like, are you scared? I was like, absolutely. Like, if Carl and Faith, like, I can't do this. I'm really sorry. social media um, have asked this question which is what it was like recording on location at Glam's what was the what was your favorite thing about recording on location and what was the worst thing about recording on location Peter it was really nerve-wracking and some things like oh wow we're in an actual room that feels like a tavern and there's noise and there's a fiddler and there's all these other people talking stuff like that really helps but if, if you're not fully, fully ready in terms of knowing your lines, it's like a bit too scary. So, um, <laughs> but then by the end of the week, when we're out in a forest, imagining we're in a forest, it was great because we're trudging through a forest and there was bracken and there was branches and there was. Um, so I think it really helped at times, and, and other times it was um, it was scary because the whole thing was quite um, nerve wracking. Yeah. 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 I was really feeling through the, the technical challenge of it, personally, because, I mean, every time you had to stop for a plane going over, for instance, oh, yeah. things like that, um, I, I don't, and, and the fact that it's binaural sound as well, I still don't get, I can't get my head around the way that you can meld the sounds together in editing when it's all 360, I mean, does it, does it, does it affect the way that you, um, you put it together, having, having... It does, yes, you can't fix it the way you can with a stereo mix, mm. particularly because we had two sets of two lots of binaural mics yeah. so you do have to have perhaps extra takes to allow for that but then the sense of the immersive quality that you get at the end is 
is amazing really yeah. but yeah it's things like planes actually are not too bad because you get plugins nowadays to strip those sounds out really? um, cool. sirens and things can be tricky but then at glam's castle we didn't have to worry about that apart from the fire engine oh and the dog do you remember do you remember ross's scene where there was something going yeah, on over machine. the yeah, yeah. And we're like oh my god like shut up yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we went next into the neighbouring farmland to ask them to be quiet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Turn your machinery off. Yeah, that, was my, that was my moment of going, I can stop these tractors. Yeah. <laughs> them, don't worry, hold it right there. Hard-working farmers trying to get us our potatoes. And we're like, but we're actually doing Macbeth. <laughs> stop for 20 minutes. That would be brilliant. So I remember being really upset that night when we was, it was got, it got to be pushing 11 o'clock and we were like, yeah, let's do the witches scene in that t- t- oh, triangle out the, yeah. the back oh, meadow yeah, oh, yeah, 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 with yeah, the torches. It was like, wow, this is so cool. But it was like we were next to a motorway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where are they all coming from? Where are they all going? Why is there so much traffic at midnight in Glass? Yeah, I'll tell you one time when I actually had like a really magical moment for me, which was just uh, came out of the fact being at Glam's Castle. I think it was during the Porter scene um, when I was out. It was this was a part. There was also that part in the evening at Glam's Castle where it got after dark, and the whole place just got suddenly and very got very spooky. <laughs> like, <laughs> If you yeah, if you got left in a little corner by yourself, you suddenly get really scared. But then um, you're doing your porter speech downstairs, and I'm stood outside in the pitch black outside Glam's Castle with this massive, massive knocker in front of me. So, uh, I'm just like pounding away. Huge fortress, and uh, yeah, that was incredible. Moment. That was amazing. I think I'm actually knocking oh, on the door of, of, of yeah, Glam's Castle. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, absolutely. We did that in one tracking shot, didn't we? With you outside and mm. Sophia down in the dungeon bit, didn't we? So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the corridor scene. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful mm. scene. Oh, knock, knock, knock! Oh, who's there? Faith. An English tailor come hither for stealing out of a French hose. Oh, come in, tailor. Here you may roast your goose. Knock, knock, never at quiet. What are you? Oh, but this place is too cold for hell. I'll devilport it no further. I had thought to let in some of all professions that go the primrose weeds, the everlasting bonfire. Anon, anon, I pray you, remember. Porter. Sophia, what was your favourite bit of that dance? Oh, there are many. Because it's so atmospheric, and you had all these, all these rooms, all these pieces of history at your fingertips. It was incredible to be around. But I think my favourite bit was when the witches got to go on like in a zipline flying fox. <laughs> Out of that, my favourite thing was watching the glee on Bridget's face. <laughs> Could I say one? Well, yes, my favourite. I mean, there were so many. Things, but when we were in the woods um, to get the noise of flapping, oh, and it was definitely standing holding our plastic mat, going, 
<laughs> like this, which sounds exactly like wings. It's just brilliant. So, was what was the what was the worst thing about recording? Was there a worst thing? No horses. No. Yeah. Wasps. Oh, yeah. That horse. That horse. <laughs> the horse. Sound. Tell us about the horse. Oh, well, the How horse. do you feel about horses? I mean, I thought I I um, was a fan of horses. <laughs> <laughs> you know, obviously we did that scene <laughs> with um, Donald Bain, Lewis, me and Lewis out in the little farm bit. And let us not be dainty of leave-taking, but shift away. There's warrant in that theft which steals itself when there's no mercy left. Shut Running about on this horse. <laughs> Lovely horse. Lovely horse. Lovely Beautiful horse. horse. Then what happens, Sam? And then uh, I kind of, you know, the left side of my face roll off. <laughs> I looked a bit like Quasimodo. We will do in a first aid kit. Are you alright for now? Have you got any antihistamine tablets? So we're stranded in the middle of nowhere and... Uh, right. How are you feeling? And uh, You're not allergic to any particular medicines or anything? This being one of my, my first producing gigs. Right. None of us touch him. He's going to go stand. He's quarantined. I've got an actor who's going... I just... <laughs> <laughs> Sam, how's it going? That's not great. Hold on. I'm not coming over there with a horse just at the moment. He needs his asthma inhaler. Yeah, okay, fine. Have you got your asthma inhaler with you, Sam? I've got no inhaler. <laughs> no, I've yeah. got nothing. Luckily, luckily they did at the, at the place we were. Yeah. I think her daughter had. Um, so you've got, you've got pills it's, and you've got it's an great. inhaler. great, yeah, and we just sped right into, into forfair. And yeah, I yeah. Had a shower and just stripped off. And so tell Carl we're not gonna we're not gonna be recording before lunch because Sam Sam isn't gonna be okay too. The lovely <laughs> moment when when and Carl called and I said to Carl we're just we're just dealing with uh, we're just dealing with Sam who's, who's having a bit of anaphylactic shock and a reaction oh, to man. the horse and and Carl being the soul of kindness said I can't remember. Did, <laughs> yeah, so did you get the record? <laughs> <laughs> Having that setting as well, like we had all access to Glam's Castle. It was mm. unbelievable. The yeah, staff yeah, there. We went up to those this, the rooms in the in the top that they mm. said that no one usually gets yeah, to yeah. go in, and there was like there yeah. was like these flags from which seemed like from old battles of, of old, and, and then. <laughs> There was like a, I remember we were doing the apparition scene and there was like graffiti on the wall from like 1812 or something like that. Someone had said like like their name and then 1812 underneath it. It might have just been someone pretending, but <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that it was like, <laughs> yeah, Gaza was here. <laughs> We've uncovered a piece of history. <laughs> From this tiny bit, we can see there was a whole village. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, which was another moment because um, who did I expressly say should not go on the roof, Bridget? Ooh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I did he... what I was told. I went, I went up to the roof, but I didn't 
What did I do? Yeah. <laughs> so, I, so I said to everyone, so if, if the, to anyone does know, Bridget is, is partially sighted, and so we were going to go on the roof, and I said, probably best if Bridget doesn't go on the roof, <laughs> even though there are railings. And I walk away to stop tractors for the production, and I come back, and who's on the roof, Bridget? <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten that. I think I was brought up for a reason, I'm sure. I'm sure, to do something. Yeah, so I told you to go up there. It's all coming out When you listen back to it, what were what were sort of the standout moments or things that, that sounded different than what you'd imagine it was going to sound? What was the what was a, a some some of those wow? I absolutely love the um the drowning. Yeah, that's the drowning. Oh, that was amazing. Stunning. Yeah, amazing. The footage that we've got is that of that as well. You know, like you're a in the in the little pond bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just it was great. Yeah. Really, really cool. Because you were like in in your head. Yeah. You never usually could... see it. You never. No, usually you never. Because it's it's all, it's always off mm. off stage, yeah. and you were there with him in the room, and it was it made it much worse. I mean, you know what happens to me? He gets killed. Yeah, it's part of the story. But you know, <laughs> it was just. But but it was really awful, and it was like you were doing the murder with it. I was absolutely transfixed by that. I thought it was just amazing. Yeah, I've got to agree with Bridget that the end of episode one when um, you can just hear and he goes Macbeth and then you go and just the music starts and yeah. just mm. it feels so cinematic and it's just it, it gives you goosebumps I've like rewinded that well fast forward to that bit and like episode one's good but let's go to the end <laughs> like, oh, that bit it's just great it's just great it's yeah. just yeah it's done so well we're not the back end magic of Lucinda and David yeah, yeah. 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 they've got the shot we've gone yeah if you want to see it I want to see it and then they take it away, mm. and then they, like you say, the cinematic nature of putting the beautiful music on it rather than anything aggressive, because the violence that mm. you, <coughs> James, kill him with. Yes, it was. So the counterpoint is the beautiful music. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. And I think it works mm. beautifully as an hour for a episode yeah. one. transport me back to like times when we were all doing it and you can we put ourselves back and I often wonder 
what because I can't remove myself from the experience that I've had mm-hmm. doing it and what it would sound like as someone who wasn't there mm-hmm. like in and my dad was listening to it and he said um, he said you can hear the wind and the trees and all that kind of stuff. He says he, he listens to it when he's cooking and stuff like that. He's my biggest fan. Like, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he's, he's just saying that you, you feel as if you're literally there with all of us like during it. And, and that's like, yeah, I think that was the best review that I could, that we could all get, that people feel like they're actually in the room with you. It's funny saying that when we were doing that scene out when there was the wind and the trees were by the, the river, weren't we? And David, with the microphone, is going, Carl, we've got to get this shot because the water is obviously tidal. And I'm like, it'd be fine, it'd be fine. He's going to go, He's going to go. It's like, oh, she was forgetting, like, we're so looking at, keep going. Just one more, one more. Yeah, very much like James, like, um, I was really curious to see what my dad thought because he has had no experiences with Shakespeare at all and every sort of view that he's had on it has been very tainted in terms of it's not something that I would listen to or anything that's not for me and he took a day off his work because he started listening to it and thought I can't, I need to just completely immerse myself in this. And there was points he was taking his headphones off and like turning around and being like, there's actually no one there, it's fine. Yeah. And it's, yeah. his head. it's amazing. Yeah. Somebody and just somebody in the room. At the door yeah. or someone's at the door and he's going, is that, oh no, yeah. this is this. And yeah. just to it's have that feedback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do, because he starts like imagining, you know, like we've mm-hmm. seen photos of the locations and things, which I think is really beneficial. People that follow it on social media, yeah. they got to see where we were. And mm-hmm. then that, that has a sort of influence on the way you listen to it, thinking we were in this amazing castle which is um so true to where we are in the story so it's just yeah for people to sort of see that and then listen and then relate it to what they're hearing it's just yeah it's mad it's amazing and, sorry you don't apologize i'm so excited about it <laughs> when um the other scene that absolutely did it for me was when they've done it and things aren't working out well you know and it's like they're like a young couple who's won the pools mm. and it's like well we've got all this money it should be should be great and it starts with you sort of going oh come on we've got to be jolly tonight when you your guest that that whole scene sets up yeah the dreadfulness of what the you know and they're kind of going yeah but it's going to be all right because i mean i'm king now yeah. it must be okay well it will be once banco is dead yeah you know and they're not te- not telling her and and then when it's so lonely when yeah. you get all that from that scene, it's quite mm. extraordinary. It's just not not that long a scene, but you get the kind of awfulness of it. And then there there they are, this young couple, and they've done it, but it's not working out. Mm. And you really get that. I've never had that from that scene ever. It's this Scotch the snake scene, hasn't yeah. it? Just before the that's it. Scotch the yes, that's the that comes amazing. And Carol, we did it. We did it. Uh, we did the Scotch the snake scene, and that, I'm exactly the same as you, Bridget. I, normally that seems like. Yeah. quite quite high octane and that they can have it's like a domestic normally but it the, the choice that we made in the take that i think was used you said well, it's, it's more tender it's more kind of it's, it's, it's devastating yeah that and the fire in the background i remember yeah. the yeah. fire crackling in the background yeah. and stuff it's like it's some comfort as though you're looking for comfort yeah. somewhere but it hasn't worked yeah and it's, it's so strong the feeling you get from that scene which you never get i've seen hundreds of 
<laughs> and I mean, you just don't get, you don't get any of that. Yeah. No yeah. sense of it at all. You get a sense of yeah, who we were like each other. other. Yeah, yeah. that's the relationship, wasn't it? There in that it was, scene. Yeah, they it. are. They're not they're bad people. They've done no. bad things. It's just they've done this, mm. and it's just God. I hope it's going to work. You know, we've got to be jolly and everything, and make it work. And you never get that. Come on, gentle, my word. Sleek over your rugged looks. Be bright and jovial among your guests tonight. So shall I, love. And so I pray be you. Let your remembrance apply to Banquo. Present him eminence, both with eye and tongue, unsafe the while that we must lave our honours in these flattering streams and make our faces wizards to our hearts. I think it goes back to, we've in early conversations, Carl, when we were talking about we want this not to be Macbeth, the audio mm. production, but this is, this is, these are real people, to make mm. it authentic, to make it relatable. Mm. Um, and I think there are just so many glorious moments in, in it. I also think the, the Macduff scene. Mm. Oh, 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 oh it's, 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 every time I listen to it, it's devastating. Yeah. Mm. The difference from the read-through to that, when I heard, I mean, I was, I was absolutely crying when I heard that. I thought it was so moving. Mm -hmm. It was so simple, the way you directed it, the way you received the news. It was so, so real. My wife killed too. I have said, be comforted. Let's make us medicines of our great revenge to cure this deadly grief. He has no children. All my pretty ones. Did, did you say all? Oh, hell, kind. All? What? All my pretty chickens and their dam at one fell swoop? Disputed like a man. I shall do so. But that was wonderful because I had the privilege of being able to actually, which you never get in a radio production, you know, of being able to see you. I actually, yeah, I actually watched you die. <laughs> yeah, and I got to, but prior to that, I got to see you running around in the garden with the kids and, and, and stuff like that. And so it was all very fully formed in my mind. You know, I had that image that I could recall, which I don't think you would necessarily get if you were entirely focused on just the kind of the textual journey of it and you think okay well this is where I've come from and this is where I'm going you know we had these really strong sort of visual language of the surroundings and the characters mm -hmm. and the setting that we could draw on to really sort of commit us to the moment so that's a very that was a really valuable tool particularly with that scene I found. Mm -hmm. And shout out to the Macduff kids as well I thought they were a joy oh, um, so I had a, Carl, I had a, I had a question for you, which was, um, we had lots of thoughts and ideas before getting to Glam's and strong vision. And I, I wondered how working on location and in the way that we did helped to inform your vision, your directorial choices and how things changed. Well, I, I think, I think it's, you, you can't really plan as much as you plan. It's, it's going to come unstuck, I think. So the, the, you know, the, the clearer your vision, the better, but the less you plan sort of logistically, location-wise, I think the better for something like this. Because remember we went up to, Charlotte and I went up to 
Orkney. Wasn't meant to be a glance at all in no, Britain. No, we wanted. Well, we wanted. We wanted to, for location reasons. We wanted somewhere that they didn't have too many airplanes going on. They didn't have yeah. too many cars going past. We had that landscape. So you can get a sense of that. The how how broad the landscape is yeah. up there without having to worry about you know modern day sounds. So we went for a few days, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah it's lovely, lovely. Which is where the tavern scene came from as well, because we went to the pub. That's right. Portland is such a vibrant community up there. Yeah. So we got up there and we was like, yes, okay, this is this would be great, but this is all the external scenes. Intern, we went to see some big houses up there, didn't yeah. we? But it was like, this isn't quite right. So what we'd have to do is maybe come, you know, bring all the actors and the crew up to Orkney, which would be logistically a bit of a nightmare, and not necessarily have the best interior scenes. Yeah. We, thought, well, we don't want to come to London and do the interior of cast in a studio or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was our last day, and we sat in that cafe, didn't we? We were going home that afternoon, or I was, and uh, Charlotte said, do you think we should look at real castles? <laughs> I'm just, you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, she was like, oh, I'll, have a, I'll have a think. Cut to like about five days later. Went, How about Glam's Castle? <laughs> 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 like, Come on, you're kidding. She's like, no, they're interested. And uh, from that point on, it was like, okay, then we did a recce up there, didn't we? And we yeah. were taken around. And it was like, this is absolutely perfect. We have the all the interior acoustics, all the corridors. We have the roof <coughs> of the castle, the flagpole and all that sort of stuff. You've also got the grounds of the castle. So that means there's no real passing traffic apart from the car park being full of the Crofts uh, empty. <laughs> <laughs> and we had the river going by yeah. uh, on the grounds. And they were offering location, uh, accommodation yeah. on location, on the ground with Glam Tower. And it uh, with suddenly everything fell into place there, yeah. doesn't it? Then you're looking at it, going, right. Well, I can see where the porter lives. You know, I can see where Macbeth standing on the battlement saying, "Hang out the banners, hang out the banners." Yeah, all that. Just scream it at the wind. You don't have to worry about volume control because you're in a studio or anything like that. It's actually for real, and you can, yeah, use all the all the the volume you would in, in real life calling across that that beautiful landscape and you've got the birds, the rooks, the crows for real. So almost all of the sound effects are absolutely standard, aren't they, from where we were. Yeah, I think because someone did ask online, you know, what were what were some of the sound effects or what did we put in anything humorous? Did we put in anything humorous? <laughs> did we did we sneak humorous. anything? Well, yes, you know, what, was the, what, was the, what was their favourite line or what was your favourite sound effect? Did you sneak in any sound effects that were humorous? Sure, we well, did some humorous things to get some Sophia, hiding bits of chain mail, weren't we? Pretending we were on horses. Yes, so that was quite fun to record. Everyone did an animal noise at one point, which we put in the sound design, didn't we? And that wooing, the haunted. Remember when we were all going, oh, my constitution. The studio across They were so open and warm. Yeah. They were so yeah. welcome. Yeah. Yeah. And the food as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need Eleanor here for this. It felt like an event. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't just just a job, but turning up in a place like that and, and having the different sound qualities around you. And, and the way that um, 
Carol orchestrated the the scenes as if as, as if you're on location in a film, yeah. mm-hmm. and you're forgetting about the mic um, to a degree. Obviously, <laughs> still addressing it, but to a degree. Um, but yeah, and, and and the fact that so much, so many effects were happening live, so much of it was so uh, well tangible. Can I say yes. um, that? Um, that yeah, it made it such a um, almost. <laughs> almost almost. <laughs> it made it a unique experience and a privilege to be a part of. It was wonderful. Well, I think the, the favourite moment in terms of sound effect, there was a, we, we needed rattling of chains and there was a really precious artefact on one of the walls and, and he didn't just take it, but they said, no, yeah, you could do it, which we did, but nobody had told the rest of the staff and it was actually part of the tour when they went around the castle and so all of a sudden over the wall they're talking, people go, have you seen, I can't remember what it was called, have you seen this so-and-so, have you seen, it's not on the wall anymore, it's <laughs> disappeared, someone's taken it. And we were using it to oh, metal. That's precious chainmail. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I absolutely loved um, when we were in the forest advancing on Macbeth. Oh, like stomping on the twigs stomping and twigs. screaming and cracking branches Lots and throwing stuff and yeah, yeah it was great that was one of the funniest things to watch was like all you boys running down the stairs oh and man that was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like door, Carl was like pointing at the doors so it was like door one and then someone would run and you're like someone's going to death awake bring the alarm murdering Jason Banco and Hullaby welcome awake shake off this be sleep but also that was quite late at night, was it not? Uh, mm. and, and it was dark. And <laughs> we were all in separate rooms in the, yes. left alone. the most haunted yeah. castle in Britain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there's like random random rocking chairs in the wall. <laughs> there, were, there were mannequins. There was mannequins. <laughs> Thursday when I got a call from home, like, oh, how's it going? Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, do you know that's like one of the most haunted places in Britain? I was like, thanks so much for telling me that. I've got two days running about this place. Carl and I had been told that we'd also agreed this poor best not to tell you. Yeah, yeah. It was a general announcement. I didn't know that. Did anyone see anything or feel anything? No, absolutely. No. Pretty sure Ross, you were winding us up with stories. I see this guy lost his tongue or something. I tell his voice, man. No, it was on the internet. Oh, was that the one from the story? Oh no, no, I was just playing. There were times that like after a take and then everyone would go back and reset. And if you were the last person in the sort of the line of people going back to the because you we'd cover so much ground in the mm-hmm. castle doing some of the takes, you know. And then when you go back and reset, if you were the last one, you just lingered that little bit too long in one yeah. of the rooms by yourself. You just get a weird chill. Yeah, it was well, really agree, yeah. It, it yeah. was like you just felt. I don't know. I don't know. I don't believe in the paranormal, but I think it's just something to do with the steep, the, the history, sort of, the history of yeah. the building. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Steep so steep to people yeah. and imagining who's lived there. And mm. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I um, let's see. Have I got more questions from the? Well, actually, first, listen. I want to ask you. 
um, uh, from a sound design perspective, what was it like for you? What was easier? What was more difficult with everything we had at our disposal, like gloves? I think we had so much at our disposal. It was the difficulty was what to use, and also we had an amazing cast full of wonderful singers, which was really exciting. So we sampled a lot of bits of not just some you know Scottish folk songs and things, but also vocal effects. <sighs> So foul and fair a day I have not seen. Prefer to call to Forres. And then to mix that in and then also have real music and, and all the different atmospheres we had. It was yeah, it was just, you know, what to choose in the end. Yeah. Um, particularly with that kind of binaural experience just to to allow enough space, I guess, around those moments when you have silence and then you're freaked out because suddenly someone's behind you to those big epic moments and to get that kind of ebb and flow. So overall, it feels like a piece of music, really. It's like you're writing kind of symphonic yeah. work, but with voices and, <laughs> and wind and chains and everything. Right. So, yeah, it was exciting, daunting and exciting at once, I think. Uh, I mean, just on that, Lucinda, where I sit in the edit with them and, and uh, watch and listen back to what they're compiling, and every noise that we made, you know, she was whether it's the flapping of birds or animal noises that we did, you know, some of the things I'd ask you to do, which are just sort of a bit random, just we could use them somewhere, even if they're not there literally as like an, an, a bull noise or whatever, Lucinda's put them into the soundscape somewhere, so you won't necessarily hear them unless you're listening very, very close. No. But every single thing, pretty much, that we recorded has gone into the sound. That's why it's really exciting when you listen to it each time because you find something new that you've not heard before yeah. it's not necessarily listening to you know the stuff that's in sort of in front of you in terms of the story it's yeah. all everything else going on around it so yeah, yeah. what was the biggest challenge in post-production was it just Absolutely. choosing <laughs> <laughs> maybe when to stop because you add and add things yeah. and then you think okay that's too much now let's just bring it back a bit, pare it down, yeah. and then yeah. sometimes, no, let's really go for it, like the battle scenes and things, but making it also kind of unique, because we didn't want to go to sort of Hollywood cinematic battle, we still wanted to have these kind of tender moments coming out of them, and focusing in on a battle scene, it's one of the hardest things I always find in, a, in an audio drama to work out where you are, and of course the binaural in this situation helps a lot, being at the centre of the action, but it's still, when you're moving, around and you've got a double set of binaural to take it's just trying to get the right perspective and that that takes a lot of time to get the right angle so you know by the end of the scene what actually has happened dramatically that i think is probably one of the bigger challenges yeah yeah how about you carl like lucinda says it's knowing knowing when to stop and also knowing when you're pushing an agenda that's not necessarily fitting the whole the whole piece like, oh i've got an idea i've got an idea let's do this let's try that let's try that and it's actually there's a redundancy to that because you just sort of adding to something that doesn't need anything added to it at all. And like Lucien says, the taking away is is the beautiful part. Actually, you throw it all in, but then no way to take it away. Sort of like, keep it simple, keep it clear. Sometimes the transitions you get very excited about, and you have amazing ideas, but you're like, Lucinda, can you get the, the witch to turn into a bird? Then it becomes a mouse, yeah. and it goes through the passageway, and then it comes out, and it's a cat. Yeah. But, yeah. And often, in the end, <laughs> most things you, you do achieve something from it, from that initial idea, so it's great to have that you know, challenge to begin with, but yeah, it's just getting the mix of, you know, because we wanted to make as much use of the sounds we recorded in location, we didn't want it on location, we didn't want to add um, library effects, and yeah. I think 
for the majority of the time we managed to do that. Yeah. We even did things like making bowls sing. Do you remember in that chorus? Yes. The singing bowls, and then you catch them on the wind, and they come oh. in with the music. So random objects making interesting sounds. We were going around tapping things, and yeah. the tourists were going, what on earth are they doing? But it, it sounded <laughs> great. But when it, when it the witch had their heads underwater so as well, didn't we? Oh, yeah, that was such fun. Yeah. That was the last shot. Because I thought you weren't going to do it, and then you went, well, could we go down? I thought, well, yeah. well, well we can't do it now. And we put microphones under the water. And then we went to <laughs> scream, scream yeah. underwater. I was going for my plane. I was literally about to get in a car, and you went, oh, I've just got an idea. <laughs> that, that was, let's drown you in this fountain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it wasn't okay. in the effing script, excuse me. <laughs> but it was, it was just like, I've just got this idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Were there any things that didn't make it, Carl, in the final cut? I can't, I can't uh, remember. Or any things that didn't work as you thought it was going to work? We could sort of change things on the fly, couldn't we? So it was. Yeah. No, no. I, I remember think I remember worrying about the banqueting scene, because oh. we were lucky enough to have the actual banqueting hall in Glam's Castle, weren't we? Which <laughs> we had that massive table, it was about thirty foot long. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> trying to work out how we would do that sort of on a purely technical basis kind of blew my mind a bit and it was quite late in the evening wasn't it where the fire or the musicians had turned up and I thought I don't actually know how to, to direct this at all I think it was between me, Lucinda and David locked it before everyone arrived didn't yeah. we? and then of course everyone arrives and brings this amazing energy to it and you think yeah. actually we're going to oh, have to just change, change it all it again, and just then. walk it through and see what happens yeah. we had one static one we had one roofing yeah. mic yeah. so that was helpful in terms of perspective yeah. getting just the right sense of Banquo's here again but we're not going hammer horror moment no. yeah. but it is still mm. spine tingling yeah. trying to get that jumping into those bits Lady yeah. Macbeth's voice disappearing into yeah. the sort of like the dream world yeah yeah so that one I think for me that was me going I just I'm not I'm not equipped to do this I don't know what I'm doing with this scene <laughs> in the slightest and David <laughs> and the cast uh, made it actually what it was so I didn't know I, I felt I felt like I was I'd lost that scene completely it's such a beautiful scene in the, in the play I wanted to make it good and I, I was thinking actually the, the room is working against me ironically being in an actual banking hall is working against me in terms of directing the scene. Why do you make such faces? When all's done, you look but on a stool. See there. Behold. Look. Look. I see you. Why? Why can't not speak to? If charnel houses and their graves must send those that we believe by our monuments shall be preserved. Oh, if I stand here, I saw him. Five for shame. So I think that segues nicely. There was a question online, which was sort of for, for sound and and a director, like what three things or one thing or whatever. To, thinking about the binaural experience, would you would you change with hindsight anything? Having listened to it now, if we could go back. Let's go back. Just for the excuse to go back. We need to do it again. Um, you, you wouldn't oh. run at full pelt after me and That's a field carrying all that equipment. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think probably. Me and the grass came a bit of a cropper on one of the teams. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Boy, can you run fast? I didn't know I could. It was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, anything you would have done? No, I think that the the after you know after feeling the repair. The, how much more I want to experiment on the next one, whatever it is we do, with the distance of noises off, because mm. these, these, these microphones, I think, are just beautiful. The range is wonderful. I want to play with 
lots more of you know noises. You need larger mm. castles. No, no, no. <laughs> no I want to. I want to. I want to trust. Bigger castle. <laughs> I, I want to trust that we can go further. We can go further away with these these microphones and um, really just mess about with even more of that mm. on the next one. Mm. Now we know what this we're capable of doing. Mm-hmm. With this sort of. A surround soundy kind of way, mm. yeah. And it was a luxury having all that time and having a, that ensemble feeling. Everyone's living together, recording together. That feeling that you're rushing through day to record everything. We had the time to experiment around mm. that. So ideas we had, we weren't thinking oh, we lost the opportunity. We just went out the next day and did it. Yeah. Mm. So that really helped, I think, mm. to achieve everything we were thinking of as we yeah. did it. Mm-hmm. From from actor's perspective, there was a question: well, how, how would the cast approach? performing in an almost tangible production again, having done one. So um, just having heard the finished production, are there things you would consider doing differently or bringing differently? Or would you just be less nervous this yeah. next time around? Trust, I think. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. trust in it, yeah. Absolutely. Totally trust in yeah. 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 I was wildly excited. Mm-hmm. Because it, it was this extraordinary thing of every, practically every single thing that you asked us to do sort of worked. Mm. Yeah. You know, like when we were in the... Remember when we were going out to the field, I thought, it's going to be cold, we're going to be in the field, oh God. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. It's going to be cold. Everything. And then we were, in, and we were calling to each other across the, the field and then birds and things. And fly. and then suddenly you were just there doing it. And, then, and it sounds exactly like birds flying. <laughs> to, you know, I was thrilled. I was just thrilled with that. I'd really like to have another go at doing a very big bird. (laughs) 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 Working on it, it. (laughs) (laughs) You could possibly see your way. (laughs) (laughs) Missy, if I've missed any of of the questions that were so people so lovely and posing, so it's um, oh, there was a question: Are you all traditional or voice actors by training? Show, Show of hands, traditional training. I, mean, I, I think it was a classical darling. One thing I've said from like the offset when being able to, to, to do this was like I was really intimidated by Shakespeare in general, just from you know, there's only a couple of teachers at drama school that really encouraged you to use your own voice and you know, it's it was still, you know, you'd be going up and reading sonnets and RP and it was just a bit like still sort of stuck in its ways. Um to be able to do this in my own Glaswegian tones was just really, it was really lovely to have that and to be able to sort of, you know, use the training that you, you do have, but adapt it to, to what your sort of, your instrument is and just sort of mm-hmm. be able to play with that was just really special and just such an amazing opportunity to have it. It, it didn't have to be, as you said, like Shakespeare, and mm-hmm. totally getting away from that stereotype that is still unfortunately there. Was the hope trunk wherein you dressed yourself? Have it slept since and wakes it now to look so green and pale at what it did so freely. From this time such I account thy love. Art thou afeard to be the same in thine own act and valour as thou art in desire? Wouldst thou have that which thou esteemed the ornament of life and live a coward in thine own esteem, letting I dare not wait upon I would, like the poor cat in the adage? Pray peace. I dare do all that for the actors, yeah, for the listeners too, I think stuff like this makes what could be an intimidating uh, text very, very accessible. 
Um, there's a few schools that I've been working in recently that have been using it in class to help support. <laughs> Yay! Um, which is great because I mean, it, reading along, uh, reading along with something as you're listening to it is a really brilliant way of addressing literacy in schools generally, um, and it takes away the pressure of. Speaking it aloud for a lot of people, it is something that, that can stress you out and stop you from enjoying the music of the text anyway. So being able to produce something of this quality and with this immersive element to it as well, I think is really, really going to hook a new generation of, of Shakespeare aficionados. I don't yes. know. But yeah, it's a really Absolutely. valuable thing to do. Yeah. I really hope so, because yeah. all the characters that you have in any Shakespearean play are normal people. And I think that's definitely how it all sounded, was that these are normal people in a situation. But <laughs> That, you know, sometimes you might not hear you know, everything crystal clear, but mm. it's because someone will mutter something under their breath, or um, you be running, or mm. be, be real. Yeah. Like yeah. that, if you have an opportunity to connect with people rather than with, oh, these Shakespearean characters, mm. then you can see this is something that is for me, mm. and this is something that's relatable rather than something that is distant and for. Mm. You know, mm white grey-haired men in the corner. It's the intellectual thing, I think, that is a killer with Shakespeare and has been for years because the all the intellectual people go, who to understand it, mm. you know, and they don't particularly want you to understand it. That's what I can't get over. I wouldn't mind if they did, mm. but they don't want you to understand it because it keeps it secret yeah. so they can all appreciate it. Mm -hmm. This is makes it accessible to the world People can actually hear, hear the story, which is a terrific story anyway, and it makes it completely understandable. I mean, what's wrong with that? <laughs> I think that's wonderful. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. certainly one of the reasons I'm in it for is that I don't want to be in some stuffy little thing sort of being inaccessible to people. Mm -hmm. What's the point? Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. Which segues mm -hmm. nicely into to one of the question, which is which is. Which other Shakespeare Shakespeare play would we like to attempt? Do you know? Do you know for the for instantly from like sound quality and, and the what we have at our access here, I'd love the Tempest. Good yeah. show. The yeah. Tempest causes a shipwreck and we can feel it on an island. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Supernatural as well, like in Ariel yeah. and Caliban and all that kind of stuff. Mm. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I could hear, I could hear Lear. I could hear, you know, the uh, Howl winds and yeah. crack your cheeks mm. like that. Just we're saying Lear in Orkney, weren't we? Screams to be done on we're by eighty, almost ten. <laughs> Team 80. Hashtag. Wasn't you saying 80? I'm like, a cast of 80. <laughs> <laughs> There's some, I mean, I'd like to do um, something like um, a uh, Midsummer Night's Dream as well. Because I was just going to say the fantasy element, yeah, the magic thing. The magic thing. Get back into the forest. Get back into the forest. Well, I think, I think there's so much potential. I, I also want to do Alice in Wonderland as well. Which no, is not yeah. 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 no, no, but that's the next question is what, what, what next? What, what would we like to do next? Well, something like Alice in Wonderland, I think, just so we can recapture the magic ourselves and see how far we can push it. 
yeah. with just ourselves and, and what location we can use for something like that. What would be your favourite genre? What would, what would you like to do? Um, the, the, the probably, if I could have a choice of doing the next, um, the next couple is to work with new writers. Yeah. Um, and uh, get um, get writers to listen to Macbeth and understand how we how we do audio, mm. uh, and get them to look at their writing in the light of that yes. and write for that, write yes. that kind of three sixty. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I think there are many many wonderful, talented new writers that that aren't getting produced sometimes because they're they're aiming at television and film and I think there's a there's a gap in the market for something that's that's that could take those voices and 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 adapt it to audio but also those that are, are writing for stage and go actually we can adapt that up yeah. into the AT way of doing it and and we will and we shan't so thank you guys I'm uh, going to uh, wrap this up with saying that at time of recording this, we have more than 35,000 downloads. We've just been shortlisted for the Prima Rulik. Um, and we have had uh, amazing support from listeners and comments in from teachers and people that are appreciating the, the production that we did. Um, so I want it from all of us to take a moment to say thank you for all the support that we've had, for everyone who's listened and everyone who's emailed us with amazing comments or written fantastic reviews and more shall be coming soon. Lots of love from all of us. Yay. Yay.